Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rock the Mic. Happy Monday and happy birthday, Martin Luther King. (laughs) I know that a lot of us are off today, right? We didn't have to go to work because, you know, we're observing the life of a remarkable man. Martin Luther King, he left a lasting impact on our world. And he would have turned 95 years old today. Personally, I'm grateful for his life because he was fearless in making it clear that racism and racial injustice are offensive to God and they contradict our Christian faith. There's a scripture in the Bible in Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. It says that there is no longer a Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. MLK brought light to the truth of that scripture. And while, you know, he didn't eradicate the world from the evil of racism, he did bring attention to the issue and he encouraged a movement towards equality, justice, and understanding. And his legacy challenges us to continue the journey towards a world where everybody's treated with dignity and respect, regardless of their race. And I think that's inspiring. Believe me, I've had my own share of struggles when it comes to race and all those things. But God has definitely 100% without any shadow of a doubt done a huge transformation in my heart. I could almost hear my apostle laughing out loud right now, (laughs) but that's another episode. But you know, I was thinking about Martin Luther King and I thought about the times that he lived in and I'm sitting on my bed and I said out loud, wow, He must have lived during one of the worst times in history. But, you know, do y'all, do y'all ever think or do you ever wonder if we're living in the worst time in history? I mean, we're only 24 years into the 21st century and it seems like all H-E double hockey sticks has just broke loose on this planet. I'm sitting on my bed and I was you know, thinking about that. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that there's nothing new under the sun. You see, the reality is that Jesus warned us that as the time of his return got closer, there would be an increase in wars, rumors of wars, natural disasters, and a breakdown of values in society. And well, unless you've been living under a rock, We see all of these things playing out in our world today. Jesus warns us that morality would unravel. And it is. You know, uh, I prayed before preparing this episode. And when I sat down to write, um, the Lord led me to the book of Jude. And... I read the book of Jude for the first time in like late November, early December. I can't really remember exactly when, but I know it was recent. 
And the book of Jude, it, it's not a long book. It's only one chapter with 25 verses. But it's an important book. It's the last book before the book of Revelation, which is, I don't know, I would say probably why it's not a very popular book. Because I don't really hear a lot of sermons about the book of Jude. Um, you know, and we joke a lot about how people stay clear from the book of Revelations. And I don't know, I think it's because talking about end times, it just makes people feel uncomfortable or nervous. I don't know. But what I do know is that end times are a very significant part of our faith journey. The reality is that we are living in the end times, but that shouldn't scare us. End times serve as a clear sign that Jesus is on his way back. So I was thinking about the world that MLK lived in. And then I started thinking about the modern world, right? The world that we're living in. And I'm reading this letter from Jude. And I realized that living in the first century AD was no walk in the park either. See, Jude was the brother of Jesus. Same mama, different daddy though. <laughs> nah, but seriously. Jude was Jesus's half-brother. And he lived during the early years of the Christian movement. And he was around to witness the growth of the church after Jesus's death and resurrection. And during the time of Jude, I guess, and the times of Jesus for that matter, the Roman government was corrupt and they did all sorts of unfair and abusive things to oppress and suppress the Jews. The crucifixion of his brother Jesus was one way the Romans suppressed what they perceived to be a threat to Roman authority. So Jude in his day witnessed some horrible things. And in his letter, He's reminding us that there's nothing new under the sun. The state of the world in Jude's day was not better than the state of the world in Enoch's days when evil was running so rampant that God flooded the earth. And the state of the world in Enoch's days wasn't any better in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah when there was all types of wickedness running rampant. So you see, there is nothing new under the sun. But hold on, because there's some good news. In past episodes, I've shared with you guys that I'm reading the book of Matthew. I'm, I'm actually trying to study the book of Matthew. And um, in Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30, Jesus tells the parable of the weeds. And I want to read it to you all real quick, okay? So um, it's the parable of the wheat and weeds. Some versions might say the wheat and the tear, uh, but my version, the New Living Translation, it's the parable of the weeds. And this is how the story goes. Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. 
when the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked. No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles and burn them and to put the wheat in the barn. So in this story, the farmer's enemy planted weed seeds in a field of good wheat. But instead of having his farmers pull out the weeds and risk damaging the good wheat, the farmer told them to let the weeds and the wheat grow together. At harvest time, they would gather the weeds to burn them and then they would be able to harvest the good wheat. In this parable, the farmer is Jesus, the son of man. And the wheat represents us, believers who are the light of the world. And the weeds represent unbelievers whose minds are blinded to the light. The footnote in my Bible says that unbelievers and believers must live side by side in this world. God allows unbelievers to remain for a while, just how the farmer allows the weeds to remain in his field to avoid uprooting the wheat. But at the time of harvest, the weeds will be uprooted and thrown away. The time of harvest is the day of judgment, and it's coming for all of us, not just unbelievers, but for all of us. And we have to be prepared for that day. Friends, listen. The same way those weeds grow among the wheat is the same way that darkness will continue to grow. But you know what else is growing right alongside the darkness? Goodness. That's right, baby. Praise God because the good is growing right alongside the evil. It may seem like evil is outnumbering good, but evil can never stop the good from growing. Even if it looks like we're outnumbered, good never stops growing. I know y'all that I'm telling y'all, man, I see so much good growing all around me. So I praise God for that. Good never stops growing. And Jude knew that. You see, despite everything that was happening in the world during his time, Jude was very well aware that evil could never stop God. And he closed his letter with these beautiful words in verses 24 and 25. And I'm going to read these verses in the easy translation to make it easy for you. Okay? This is what Jude says. He said, 
Mm, I love this so much. He said, God is able to keep you safe so that you continue to trust him. One day you will stand in front of him and you will be very happy. God will bring you to that place and you will be completely good. You will be able to stand near to God who shines with beautiful light. He is the only God. He is the one who saves us because of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we praise him. We say that he is very great. He rules with power and authority. And I love this part right here, y'all. He said, this has always been true. It is true now and it will be true forever. Amen. Amen, Brother Jude. That's what I'm talking about. You see, this pandemic of evil, this is what makes good shine even more brighter. Even though there's so much evil in this world, the truth is that we haven't seen nothing. Because if you read, I don't know, I think it's First or Second Thessalonians, I can't remember exactly. But the Apostle Paul tells us that God is actually holding evil back. It hasn't even been unleashed upon the earth, okay? So if you, my friend, don't know Jesus, I am once again inviting you to receive him as your Lord and Savior today. Just repeat this prayer. Lord, I recognize that I am a sinner in need of saving. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you recited that prayer, you just made the best decision of your life. Welcome to the family. And let me tell you something, baby. Jesus is God. And God is Jesus. And he's coming back one day. And he is the only one who is able to protect us and sustain us. He's the only one who can clean us up. And he's the only one who can fill us up with joy in the midst of all this darkness that's happening all around us. Jude was Jesus's brother. But guess what? He didn't believe in Jesus until after his crucifixion and resurrection. And I think that's what makes his letter so important and so beautiful. Because Jude experienced firsthand the life-transforming power of Jesus Christ. And he understood that evil is no match for God. This is a fixed fight. We can't lose. Evil was not a match for God in the days of Enoch, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, in the days of Martin Luther King, or today. And I'm getting ready to close, but I just wanted to leave y'all with a quote from Martin Luther King who said, The time is always right to do the right thing. So let's honor his memory and live out those words. I know we're seeing the evil growing right alongside us, but let's not get distracted. Let's do the right things. Take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way to do good. Remember, evil can never stop good from growing. 
God's glory, his majesty, his power, and his authority reigns over evil any day, any year. And in these times that we're living in, I can't think of anything more comforting. So thank y'all so much for listening today. I pray that this has blessed you. And if it did, share it with a friend. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.